I see trees of green. I see them blue for me and you. And I think to myself, what a wonderful world. Welcome back, Beards Watch Podcast, episode 277. Charlotte's number one podcast recorded in the basement, February 1st. And it felt like a, a mid-March kind of day. High 50s, felt real good outside. It's supposed to like be 70s, I think, later this week. And then maybe even snow on the weekend. So who knows what's going to happen. Three weekends straight with snow was wild here in, in Charlotte, North Carolina. But I'm over it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm over the snow. I feel you. Because it's not. we don't have the proper equipment to be driving around the snow. Especially when you got to work. Trying to deal working around. Trying to get into work with snow is just a pain. So... Yes, you've already heard him. Nathan, man, how you doing? I'm great, man. I know it's been, what, about a year now since I've been on the last one? I think. I think so. I don't know. I don't think – have you done a Zoom one yet? No, no, no. I was, I was at your house. So. Okay, it might have been so, longer. Maybe, maybe, it might have been, been longer than yeah, that. It might have been know. longer than that. I can't recall. I Let's go back and look at it. All right, well – Busy, what, busy, but yeah. thanks for having me back. No problem. Good to have you back. Where can people find you on the socials if you want to be found? At Nathan Schaefer on Twitter. And Instagram. Nice. All right. And Duvall, Levi Stadium's number one fan. How you doing? <laughs> I am definitely not a San Fran fan, but uh, I will take a, a smooth deal from Sam's Club for an $8, $9 hoodie. But uh, I'm good, man. You know, another day here. Uh, thank you for having me again, as always. Um, if you're looking for me, just Duvall on Instagram, Rod versus Duvall on Twitter. All right, and Jeeves still looking for that ring light because you look like you're in prison, as Chief said. <laughs> it's in the Zoom. Like go. in the, I'm, going, I'm going this weekend. He's looking Hold like, on, Jeeves. Can you please get some better hangers if you're going to hang a jersey up? <laughs> <laughs> them wire hangers. Yeah. Just, uh, That's true. Why go, buy, why go buy hangers when you can get them free from work? <laughs> Sometimes, Jeeves, you just gotta invest in like I mean, you they know. Come with, they come with the they come with the clothes, so why go buy them? Just hey, good good seeing you, Jeeves. Always. Yeah. See, Jeeves, I only really keep the wire ones around for like if if you really need to snake your toilet and you got nothing else. I have replaced <laughs> I've replaced sure. all, I've replaced all my wire ones because they just started getting on my nerves. And you know, hangers ain't too expensive. You can get a pack of like twenty at Walmart for three bucks. So you know, you just want if you want to upgrade. Are. All yeah. right, well, Jeeves, hey. man, where, where can people find you if you want to be found? Uh, Jeeves1988 on Instagram and Twitter. All right, and for me, J-Roll Nation, Twitter and Instagram, the Beers Watch podcast on Facebook, and then obviously find our podcast on Spotify, SoundCloud, iTunes, and then subscribe to our YouTube. They see me rolling. We got our brewer reviews. We got our taste tests. We got all that good stuff. We'll have our Super Bowl reaction video coming up here in a couple weeks as well. Still have yet to do any reaction videos with the Panthers making the playoffs, but we've still had some good ones in the regular season's all been good. I think Nathan was on our last really good one, that last Panthers win of the season yep. against the Cardinals. That was. That, that was probably the best one. That was one. promising after that, man. I had hope. Yep. And then it just it just all faltered from there. So but yeah. All right. Well let's yeah, let's dive into it. I mean, it's just a free reign. Panthers, Hornets, or we can even, I don't know if y'all, did y'all see that Brian Flores from the Dolphins old coach just go scorch earth on the NFL? Yeah, I just, and that yeah. makes you think of how how uh, 
you know that shit's going on. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it, it ain't the only one. When you when you have when you have one law, you know, your last 16, 17 game of the season, and you're like, oh, well, if I miss this tackle and lose the game, what's it matter? Versus yeah. you getting like the top top pick. Yeah. I mean, you know that shit's going on. That yeah. just says it. I just, you know, he brought up a good point, and I think we've touched on it before. Like, he even used when Steve Wilkes got hired mm-hmm. at the Cardinals and then got fired after one year when he had Josh Rosen. His GM was suspended the first six games of the season because he was drunken, drinking and driving. And then Cliff Kingsbury gets hired because they got the one pick and they get Kyler, and he goes 5-10, and 10 and he gets to keep his job. So you see how yeah. wild it is. And we know it's, I mean – it, the minority coaches, there's only what? I don't think there's any right now because Flores was one of them unless yep. – Mike missing. Tomlin. Uh, Mike Tomlin. Tomlin. Okay. Oh, yeah, Mike Tomlin, yeah. So, he's, yeah, and he's been there, you know, for what? Going on maybe, what, 15 years? Uh, mm-hmm. Other than that, they seem to all have short leashes and the double standard is there. So, uh, you know, I don't know if he's ever going to get – I mean, how do you end on eight, eight, nine straight wins? What was that, eight straight wins? And he went – they, they yeah. won eight straight and then lost – they lost, lost, yeah, they lost, lost their the last, last one to knock them out. But yeah. still, I mean – They had a winning record. Yeah. <laughs> we can't, yeah. We can't even they, get past – all, all three of those years they were winning records. Yeah, we, we can't even get past five – Rule can't even get past five wins and he's still sticking around. So, whew. What I'm hearing on that is the GM, I don't remember his name, the Dolphins, you know, tight with the owner. The GM's been there for like 20 years. Yeah. And him and Flores butt heads. So, obviously – the veteran, twenty years is gone. But it, but it seems like the GMs get more benefit of the doubt. Like the Cardinals GM had some terrible years. He got popped for drinking and driving, and still kept his job. And yeah, not saying, yep, not saying yeah. everybody, you know, not saying you should always get fired when you make mistakes. But you know, if a well, guy that's for professions for it for sure. Yeah, and if you're the GM for the Dolphins, what have they really done? I mean, Ryan Tannehill, you, you, they've hired terrible coach after terrible coach. Flores finally yep. seemed like to have some momentum, and the GM's still sticking around. And if you're really going to do it, you clean all house. I mean, we saw Marty Herney get a re-up here when it was like, why? Why is he getting a, a rerun, a retread tire kind of thing? So, yep. Duvall, man, what you think? Uh, I think I, I I haven't really heard the story. I just saw it kind of come across about him having, like, I think it was a lawsuit or something like that. But um, I think it's one of those things where, like, I've – as a black man, I'm used to it, and I just know how the cards are stacked against us. Um, that was a great point he had against Steve Wilkes, because for him to only be there a year and not have a terrible year, but, I mean, he was a first-year head coach. you got to have, got to go through the growing pains. And for you to still get five, six wins as a first-year coach, or well, maybe four wins, I can't remember. But, Nine. Uh, no, 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 Wilkes. No, no, Wilkes was well, well, no, yeah. you, you, you know, but – I think one thing is, is and, and I attribute my dad, he always said, I'll have to be two or three times better than your next competition as a black man. Yeah. And if not, it, you're in trouble. So um, he kind of just brought that to the forefront. But I think everybody knows that. And I guess the real question is, is why, like, and I don't know, because, I mean, I, I look back and I, I reflect on, like, like Pep Hamilton, like, he was going to come here and try and inter- he he declined an interview for the um, Panthers to be an offensive coordinator. Like this is his hometown. I was looking forward to that, but it was just like, does he know something? Does he know that like, okay, I mean, rule will be can next year. I'll be back in the same position. I might as well wait it out. Maybe I'll get the best 
wait for the right situation, um, which I'm thinking some of those guys might be trying to do now because, I mean, Leftwich, the enemy, all those guys should actually have a shot. Um, but I did hear that, and I think it's BS, because why do you have to have a rule to actually interview black or, or, or for like owners and GMs to get money for having minorities on the coaching staff? If they can fucking coach, you shouldn't yeah. have to like do all of that. You know, and I don't yep. think it's fair, yeah. but um, it's just sad that that's the way that the NFL runs. And it's not even really the NFL. It's just the ownership. And they're yeah. just not going to put it. They're mean, not going to change. Well, he, he, like I said, he went scorched earth. He even brought out when he interviewed for the, the Broncos job a couple years ago, uh, Elway and the other guy showed up late to the interview. And they seemed like they were hung over. And they didn't really talk to him that much. And then the next day they hired uh, Vic Fangio, who's already fired. But it just shows, like you said, they kind of just took the rule and used it as just a and, – and even that you saw the – like uh, Bill Belichick texted Flores. He's like, congrats on getting the Giants job. And he was like, oh, I haven't even interviewed for that yet. And he actually – Belichick says he meant to text old Brian DeBole, who got the job for the Giants. So it shows you that the Giants already knew they were going to hire – the offensive coordinator yeah. from the Bills before they even entered. They were just interviewing just Flores. Just had to go through the motion. Yes. Go, yeah, they were just they yeah. were just interviewing Flores just to check the box instead of actually giving him a fair shake. And so that kind of sucks as well. But we've all known it. You all see it. Now it's just interesting to finally see somebody of his caliber. I mean, we saw Cal- Kaepernick take a stand. But now somebody who's, like, putting it on – again, putting it on the line to, to bring a lawsuit against him, we'll see. I mean, it's going to be wild how this proceeds and goes forward, so – but Duval, to your point, I think Pep Hamilton didn't want to come just because it could be a lame duck season. It could just be, mm-hmm. I mean. Well, well, I mean, who wants to go behind that shitty offense? Unless shit, shit could change. Yeah. But, I mean, a terrible offensive line and Sam Darnold. Yeah, you're I mean, stuck with Darnold. You set yourself up. You set yeah. yourself up for failure. Yeah. Just yeah. 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 But I think the, the, the tough part about that is is just like from from the start, being a minority in the NFL, like a lot of lot of jobs, you knew it was shit, but you just had to take it because you had to try to get the experience, get the opportunity, and maybe things would turn. Yeah, and maybe things would turn around. And for him to say, you know what, I'm just not. I'm not. I know my worth, and I'm not about to walk into this. It speaks volumes to him. And I mean, I, I hope that his next gig is better than this. But I, I it was just kind of odd. I was like, well, we finally got to the point where certain minority coaches are like, hey, listen. Yeah. I know what that is, and I know what I can do. So I'm not even going to set myself up for it. Yeah. So, and he might feel like he's due for a head coaching job, which I I would make the case that he should too. But you know, he might just wait it out. He might have to go to college and come back, or whatever the case is. But you know, how many head coaching jobs are still available? Five, I think. Yeah, it's a it's a good amount. It's uh, Dolphins, it? Jaguars, Vikings. Even though it seems like the Vikings may be hiring Jim Harbaugh. Yep, I hear that. Yeah, I just saw that. Yeah, I just saw that one starting to break. So that's still up in the air. Uh, who else was it left? Yeah, I think. Yeah, what three? Is that was three. We just oh Texans. There's two uh, other. Yeah, Texans. And there's one more because I heard her earlier on the radio. Jeeves hit the Google man. I thought Jacks got theirs. No, they got the hold up because no. Byron Leftwich wanted to hire Adrian Wilson as his GM. But the owner is still too tight with the other GM, Trent Balk, who hadn't done shit for the Jaguars in years and still keeping the gig. So, mm-hmm. but 
I, I'll, but I will say this. Matt Rule has had a – I don't know if he's going to go to Michigan if Jim Harbaugh does leave. That would be a wild, wild move. I don't know if Michigan goes after him, you know. Yeah. But he has put these couple hires, minus Pep Hamilton giving him the Heisman. I will say the offensive line coach, experience. It, McAdoo could suck, but he does at least have experience of calling plays. He's worked with Aaron Rodgers. He's done some stuff. He's been a head coach. That's the only positive. There's no. There's at least some NFL. Experience. Yes, and then even the special teams yeah. guy, the special teams coordinator they got, he's yep. coached a Pro Bowl kick return, punt, kicker punt returner in the last six years. So at least he. It seems like it, right now Rule has learned from his mistakes of just going with his guys, even if they don't have experience. Will that translate? We've got eight more months to find out if it yeah, will or not. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Did the Bears fill theirs? Yes, they are the Colts. Uh, the Colts defensive coordinator. So, Geez. so is that everybody then? No, unless did the, wait the Broncos haven't hired one do either have they? Did the Broncos fill theirs? It might be the Broncos might be the first Yeah, because they were going to hire Dink where they were looking at it, but then he went back to the Cowboys. That's right. So maybe yeah, the Broncos we'll were the fifth one there. Yeah. So. Yeah. But it's, yeah, even if you go to it, Eric Bieniemy, I mean, he won a Super Bowl with the Chiefs. Andy Reid said he's been calling plays. I don't know why he can't at least get it. I mean, you got Josh McCown, who's getting, who might be hired as a Texans coach, who hasn't coached except for ever. high school ever. Yeah. I mean, he coached at Myers Park for a little bit when he was on the street, but. I just can't – it's just wild to me of why he doesn't at least – I mean, I know he interviewed here and then they went with Rule, but him not getting a job too is just uh, – out of all these other guys, you know, Cliff Kingsbury coming from college when he went to Texas Tech, getting a job yep. over guys who've been – who paid their dues. Yep. So, yeah, there is something fishy going on, as we've all known it. I mean mm-hmm. – it's, it's just now that it just came to the forefront. And yeah. I think I guess like even though people like in the NFL – and around the NFL really knew about it, and I guess this is an unspoken thing. But now, for somebody to come out and just say it, I mean, it speaks volumes. And I mean, I commend him for it, you know. And, I, and we'll, we'll, it will be interesting to see how things go. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it's been known, and I mean, his back has been up against the wall, and it, it'll definitely be up against the wall now that he wants to try and coach him. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. So, so. Any. Uh, I know we touched a little bit on Panthers, but anybody got anything else on Panthers they want to touch? I'll say, I'll actually, I've been wanting to say this. So, the Bengals finally made a Super Bowl. First Super Bowl since 1988. I really hope we don't have to wait 32 years for the Panthers to get back to a Super Bowl. Yeah, no shit. Because think about, like, we saw the Chiefs. It took them, what, 30, almost 50 years or whatever it was to finally get back to their – luckily they won their one, and now they've lost one and then lost the NFC Championship game. And there's still teams who haven't – the Lions have never touched it. The Texans have never touched it. I mean – This is an interesting one with the Bengals. You say that because they, this is the first time I've seen that bad of an offensive line <laughs> make it. And yeah. that has something to say with the, what the Panthers can do yeah. if you have the right quarterback. Yeah. Uh, not, not, not saying that they're – I mean, their offensive line's bad. Not like the Panthers yeah. bad, but, you know, they have a top – what's a bottom five in pass yeah. protection, I think. And they were somehow able to hold up against the Chiefs and only give up, what, like two sacks? I mean, they, they got the lucky Chiefs, there. The Chiefs' defense isn't that good, though, either. It, they didn't show up in that second half. That second half, the Chiefs looked like the Panthers is what they looked like in the yeah. in the yeah. second half. I mean, that was that was wild. But, yeah, I mean, it's, it's to your point. I, I, I like that point because I know there are people hammering, like, the Panthers probably 
you know, 60, 70% could take a quarterback? Is it Pickett? Is it Malik Willis? Is it somebody else? Like there's a lot of, there's a lot of up and downs there, but then it's also the, well, it should be an offensive lineman. But if you have a great quarterback, we saw it with Cam, you can overcome those deficiencies and if it's schemed up right. So, I mean, how do you give up like the Titans? But that was just Tannehill was being Tannehill. Yes. But they, yes. Nine stacks. Yes. And you win the game. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't understand that ever. Yeah. <laughs> they're like I said, they're on a run, and on paper, I hope they win it. I, I hope they win. It. I hope they win it. But on paper, the Rams should destroy. Them. Oh. No, no, I don't know if destroy the Super I don't Bowl, say destroy it, no. but they should handle. They should. They should maybe win by at least ten. I'll say that at least ten. But it's a Super Bowl. Anything can happen. Yeah. The Bengals yeah. have been on, I on the, the tear. I honestly thought the Chiefs would have blown them out. I, though. They I were. Mean, they were till that. Yeah, they were. That end of half play where they didn't even escape with at least three points was a big yeah. shift. Well, you see that as like the uh, that's the I call that the uh, Andy Reid syndrome, like with the Eagles, yep. shit, with the the four years. Like, when you're up, and then all of a sudden, they're dropping eight back, and he ran the ball six times in the second half. <laughs> yeah. What What are you doing? Yeah. I don't understand that at all. And he just, but he did that same shit yep. with the Eagle. Like, yep. I mean, just, you've got to be able to adapt. Yeah. Actually, that's something the Panthers suck at, too, in yep. the third quarter. Well, that's what's wild. You know, you bring that up because I think Mahomes has kind of saved Andy Reid's ass on a couple of those. That's why they won a Super Bowl. Yeah. That's why they only. But they spent a first-round pick on a running back, and their other – McKinnon's been killing it, and Darrell Williams was killing it. And like you said, to only run the ball six times in the second half, he was like he was hoping Kelsey or Hill was going to bail him out, and they just kept dropping the ball. It wasn't there, taking sacks and yep. not burning clock. That could have been an easy, easy 35-10 win, I yes. think, at that point. You know, I mean, but, Yeah, you, you, you pound the rock with your the, the running back you took in the first round – Hell air, yeah. and you just give him the rock five or six times, and it even if you're not getting the touchdowns, you're getting a couple first downs, and you're burning clock. So then the time is there's not enough time left to for them to make that comeback. Yep. And yeah, yep. that that was why it was. It was like Andy reverted back to his old self of just forgetting to run the ball when you're up big. Did y'all see that parlay? That uh, yes. where that guy won huge with bet, guessing both sports. That's my that's that's my kind of bet right there. Twenty, 20 bucks, bucks to, to win half a million. Win. I mean, <laughs> he did, he did, what? You didn't see it, Jeeves? Uh-uh. Uh, yeah, so he yeah, bet the a... scores, the correct scores for both the games, and it was 20 bucks to win like 589000 Yep. And he hit it. Good Lord. He hit it. The exact scores and the winners and everything. Yep. Like, that's that's yeah. a bet. Like, that's a retirement bet. Like, yeah. Why not? Yeah, Anyone right? would throw a 20 on that. Yeah, anybody would throw a 20. Yeah. Shit. I mean, yeah. that's. I would throw a 20 on yeah. that. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, we're hoping we picked we picked we picked the scores in the games now for free. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, it seems like North Carolina's starting to pass those bills to get gambling here. I mean, I I know it's coming, and Tampa's gonna set him up a big old casino right there outside of that training facility there in South Carolina too. So oh, I'm sure. It'll be, yeah. it'll be ready. We'll be able to make our yearly Panthers win a Super Bowl bets instead of having to go all the way to Vegas <laughs> or do it online now. So. But that year we hit. We might be 50, but, but the year we hit. <laughs> but see, that's what I, I really am worried about. It. I mean, every time they show that graphic of the Bengals hadn't been back since 1988, Chris Collinsworth was a wide receiver, Joe Montana and the Niners beat them in the Super Bowl. It's, that's what worries me the most is like, again, we've got eight months to see if Rule can turn this thing around and learn from his mistakes. But 
I really feel like he set us back some years. Like we're almost worse than we were when we when he got here. And I know there's still there's still free agency. There's still the draft. We got the sixth pick. That should be a franchise cornerstone guy. We don't have a two or three pick, but man, got to get a quarterback though. And we got to get a quarterback unless, unless you have like an, a crazy elite defense. Yeah. I well, what do you okay, Nate? Well, then, what are you thinking? What are you thinking at six? Then, right now, here, February first, hmm. left tackle. Yeah, you still do it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Neil, if he's available. Yeah, I don't know. But that's but, yeah. Uh, and see, what I think we're going to run into is literally the top of the draft. It's going to be like the Giants are what two or three. They need an offensive lineman. The Jaguars, yeah. I think, are going to go defensive end. Though you could argue they may take a left tackle and just say. Fuck it, we gotta protect Trevor Lawrence because we're up here again. Why not? And then it's gonna be those defensive ends sliding because people are like, all right, well, we need to protect. Like those those three big name OTs could be gone, and then you're sitting there staring Pickett or Malik Willis in the face. You don't have a two or three. You got to go by your board. But you know, I worry. Yeah. You take the quarterback that early. Does he end up getting the David Carr syndrome and getting blown up? I know. I still think we need a left tackle. I mean, hell, like this past this past draft. I mean, you can you can look. I mean, Horn's probably going to be a stud, but uh, with, with with Slater there at oh, 13, absolutely. I mean, that would have been a stretch for our pick. Let I me mean, look at him. So you know, it, it wouldn't have been. It, you would have been fine if he goes to the Pro Bowl, second team All Pro. You're like, oh, that's a perfect pick. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, exactly. So yeah. it's like, I mean, we need that so bad. We haven't had that in. 10 years. Yeah, since Gross, since Gross retired. Yeah, since Gross, exactly. And that so. was that was what he retired with the year year two years before the Super Bowl. So, yeah, yeah almost ten years. Almost ten years. We we went from Michael Orr, who had a decent season of the Super Bowl, and then the concussions and injuries just came up to him and got him. So, yeah. yeah. And then we just been a revolving door of guys. So I would no, I'm fine. I would be fine with one of those top three OT picks. But to me, it's seeming like a coach who kind of needs to save his rump. Getting a young quarterback, and if they're staying there and they fall in love with a Pickett or a Malik Willis, I could see them going. Especially, I mean, I'm not against a, a Pickett just to just to give me hope. hope. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, something. Yeah, because uh, I know if, if I got to sit there and watch Darnold, I mean, if the line is the the, the line can be better, but Darnold ain't gonna. I mean, Darnold ain't. Darnold, Darnold only plays good when the conditions are perfect. Yep. And in and, 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 and football, that's not how you win because it's not going to yeah. be perfect uh, every single time. And he reverts back to his old ways, and his old ways aren't like bad, like throw it off your back foot and you got a cannon of the arm. They're just like turnovers and then throw it off your back foot into triple coverage and it's picked off. So if, if we can get a stud, if, I mean, if we can get a, if we can rebuild the off, draft to the left tackle, maybe a, we got to sign a center. Oh guard of some sort yep. but uh and do those of of some kind of veteran shit but we roll with darnold and and pray christian mccaffrey don't get hurt no <laughs> <laughs> then we can we can maybe wing something around but. yeah what do you well, think and, yeah and i was just going to kind of add to it i mean I, I would prefer a tackle because i mean to me are they sold on the quarterback position because clearly they passed up on several quarterbacks last year and i think that they were the position they passed up on a left tackle because they said he was too small, but obviously that wasn't the issue with Slater. Um, how do they feel? At least how does Rule feel about these left tackles now? Like, one, are they going to be there 
and the top three, and then somehow after the combine, somebody's going to show out. They're going to move some tackle up close to when we're picking. And this, does he say, okay, well, listen, we got to protect Donald because he reached for a tackle. But then if he goes get a quarterback, he's saying, okay, well, at least I'll keep my job for five years because I need two years to develop this guy. You know, and then, you know, he, he we go out there, Donald stinks it up, and then he's like, all right, well, we'll ship him off or trade him or something like that. But to me, I would say left tackle. I mean, I haven't seen enough out of the quarterbacks to know, like, to me, when we got Cam, Cam changed the game. Like, so with that being said, like, he didn't necessarily need the top-notch offensive line. He was able to cover so much. He covered so much for so many years that it kind of bit him in the ass, unfortunately. Um, so I think if they can solidify the offensive line and then try and find a quarterback, then go from there. Because, I mean, to me, I feel like that's what's going to happen to a lot of those quarterbacks. Like, I mean, I mean like Lamar Jackson ran, ran for his life, hurt. Kyler Murray, not really giving him that much of an offensive line in Arizona, running for his life, gets hurt. A lot of those mobile quarterbacks getting hurt. Russell Russell Wilson, well, he's just leaving too, but <laughs> he's been hurt. He's, he's been he's he's been hurt the past couple of years too. So some of those guys that are, yeah, are, are more of a mobile quarterback. Okay, you got to still provide them an offensive line to give them some yeah. help so that they don't have to run for their life. And if you're gonna let Donald be back there. You gotta get, give him an offensive line because he's not gonna be the type to run, run or take off or extend play. And I get, I get it. Pickett will extend plays. Malik Willis will extend plays. That's fine if that's what you want to go with. Fine, but you don't want him to extend plays every single play. Yeah. Or you gotta have the right offensive coordinator to scheme it the right way. Yeah. Yeah. And I and, and I mentioned it, you know weeks ago when we did our our post mortem. If you had a second and third round pick, I think taking the quarterback would be like, okay, then we can go second and third round and get guys. Not having a two and a three really puts that rookie quarterback at six in a bad spot. Unless you're just going to go ahead and say, all right, we'll trot Donald Darnold out there to get killed. And by week, you know, week 15, then we'll throw in whoever it may be. You know, but again, taking a guy, I mean, we just saw the Niners do it with Trey Lance. They traded three ones. And my man sat the whole year. Now he got banged up there at the beginning, and they hit just they struck fire there with Jimmy G and all that. But you know what I don't want to see us do is give up too many too many more future assets for a Garoppolo, even a Russell Wilson, no, Aaron Rodgers. Because we don't, don't want it. I would rather suck another season. Yes. Than have well, well it, it, we just to me we just don't have the assets. You know, like no, we don't. Do you want to trade away the Derrick Browns? Maybe Derrick Brown. I, you could trade away him. He hadn't really, but. Your Brian Burns is your Jeremy Chins. I mean, McCaffrey. Even if you trade him, he's going to eat up like thirty million in dead money. So at that point, you might as well keep him on the roster and let him at least get hurt on your own team. So you know that's. I mean, we're kind of stuck in this spot by trading away picks to where we don't have assets. We almost need to stand pat or trade back. What about yeah, trade back to the teens and get a second round out of that? I think if it's there, if somehow I was just looking at the top picks. Uh, Jacksonville's at one. They could go OT or defensive end. Detroit mm-hmm. at two seems to be going defensive end because they got des- destroyed on defense, and they just took their OT last year. And then you got Houston. Who knows what they're going to do? And then yep. Giants, right? The Jet, Jets, then Giants. Jets. Jets could go offensive lineman. Jets could go receiver. Jet, I mean, there's a lot of things they could go there. 
Giants, I think, are going to go OT. They've been in the same boat we have with trying to define an offensive tackle for the past couple years. And then it's oh, they might go six. QB. They might go QB too. No, nah, that, that the coach just. I mean, a lot could change, but the coach came out and liked Daniel Jones. So I think oh, okay. I think I think they're going to give him one more cheap year under the new system since the bowl just worked with Josh Allen and they were able to get him rolling. And Jones is athletic. I, I think they probably go and give yep. him one more hoorah. You get your offensive lineman. You got you got Daniel Jones under the cheap deer one more year. If he stinks up this year, then you don't pick up the option and you let him go. And then you get your quarterback next year if I was a job. But they also have two two ones because they have the Bears pitch. So they could go Malik Willis down low as well if they really wanted to. So mm, That's interesting. Because they were the ones who traded back with the Bears, and Bears gave up their one this year. So. Yeah. You know what I'm what I'm, okay. what with with I'm actually surprised Tepper hadn't said anything. Yeah. On it. What do y'all think about that? Like nothing. I, like I, this quiet. I wish he would have talked. Every other owner whose teams are out of the playoffs, it seems like has talked. I would like him to yeah. at the very least release a statement. Um, yeah, but he's gonna have to with the uh, Charlotte FC. That's what I'm coming. saying. I mean, right, right when that comes, so why wait to that? You know it's coming. Yeah. So why why wait? And, and I don't that's what, I don't know if like if he like some of it makes you seem like was he really waiting to see like did he know that Harbaugh maybe want to leave and maybe Michigan comes and swoops rules so he didn't want to come out and give a ringing endorsement of his head coach in case his head coach left was he still waiting yeah. to see if he was gonna that's fire cool. him. But damn, if you're Matt Rule and you're hiring assistants and then to leave, I mean, that's bad business, but shit. Josh McDaniels just did that with the Patriots, I mean with the Colts, but he just got another head coaching gig, so it must not have been that bad for him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I, I you know, it seems like is he preoccupied with the Charlotte FC? Is he preoccupied with other stuff? Like, I wish he would have said something, but it does suck that all I can't really get hype for the the Charlotte FC team because I'm still pissed at how shitty the Panthers yeah. are. Yeah, you know? exactly. And this year, if, if we would have gotten to seven, eight, nine wins and, and missed the playoffs, at least we would have felt like there was some progress. We just feel like we're spinning tires in the mud, and it got worse. Oh, we definitely are. Yeah. Yeah. And, and spinning I, tires I, I, in the mud with a pop tire. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, no spare. Yeah. We got no spare to help either. <laughs> Yeah, I'm with y'all. I'm I'm really interested just to know why he hasn't said anything. Because I mean, even if it was something small, like I mean, everybody else has spoke. You've had the coach, you've had the GM, you've had everybody speak. But I mean, you're the owner. Like I mean, this is your team. So I mean, for you to not say anything to the fans, to the media, to anybody, let them know, hey, we're gonna be better next year. All this nothing. So you know, I but but he could be pumping for a Charlotte FC, which is fine, but. I hope he understands that that doesn't leave a good taste in everybody's mouth. Just the fact that your owner can't come out and say anything, you yeah. know. So, I mean, I'm pretty owner, sure majority of the people don't give a shit about Charlotte FC. It's Panthers. Hell no. Yeah. No, I, I, I could care less. Like, I mean, I, I, I truth be told, like, I mean, I, I'm into Hornets mode now because they're actually halfway decent. Yeah. But I mean, I'll fly, baby. Still, <laughs> yeah. You know, but it's still tough because it's like shit, man. I wanted the Hornets. I mean, I wanted the Panthers to be at least halfway decent. Even if we weren't going to the Super Bowl, at least something we could hang high on. You yeah. know, okay, we finished. We yeah. won four out of the last five games. You know, well, we got this. No. Yeah, Hornets are a rebuild that you actually see working. Yeah. You know, and you see mm-hmm. the progress. That's what 
get you so hype about it. You know? Well, it's it's and it, it is interesting because they kind of like were both stinking at the same time, the Hornets and the Panthers, and then they went out and the Hornets kind of went through their thing of hiring and firing coaches, and Cho was around and he kept picking random picks. And then finally, Jordan was like, all right, it's Cupcheck. And Cupcheck had major success with the Lakers. And in the NBA, with any sports, you got to have a little bit of luck, right? And our luck was getting the third pick when we were supposed to have the ninth pick or whatever it was. And luckily, it was the year LaMelo came out. And those and Anthony Edwards has been awesome, but I'll still take LaMelo at the third pick when we were supposed to have the ninth pick because it has brought relevance. It has brought, like, now it's players want to play. And it would have yep. been – Either if Anthony Edwards or LaMelo was there at three, regardless, they're both balling out. It would have been great. So that was the mm-hmm. luck there. We're still waiting on some of the Panthers' luck to come around, and it just doesn't seem like the ball's bouncing right. And now, like, if the Horn, I mean, all of the picks that Cupcheck has had, Bridges, oh, hit. Hit. I mean, Washington, yeah. Washington's a little up and down fluky, but I think he's just got a lot of behind the scenes but, family yeah, issues dealing, he got to deal with. with the you sugar know. Mama. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, come, trade yeah. deadline's coming up, guys. Yeah. Him out of town. So, and I think all the moves we've really made, nothing has been to detriment like the future, right? Like, it always felt like with Cho, he was signing the Zellers, the MKGs, the big deals, and it was like, why is it a four year deal? And they're not even putting up like, that kind of money Welcome. numbers, right? So yeah. we finally got rid of those contracts. Rozier got re-signed, but he's actually been playing great basketball, so I'm cool with that. Yeah. So he's a bunch. So you know, I look forward to seeing what they do. They're a couple pieces away, but damn, they're if they ain't entertaining. Yeah, that's, that's I think sure. Clarks are sitting what six or seven seed right now, right? Yeah, but it, that that yeah. East. What if you're sitting in like the 11 spot? You're only like five games out of the one yeah, spot. Yeah, like, you're <laughs> only a handful of games out of eight spots. So yeah. I mean, my my hope for this season, you know, it's not like, you know, the NBA is a little different. You can't have a a Bengals type yeah. run and make the Super Bowl. I yeah. mean, that's just ain't how it is. It's structured. But, I mean, if we right. can, if we can, you know, actually make the playoffs, as in, if we if it's a play-in win or we at seed and we. You know, compete in the series. I'm not even saying win a series. Yeah. I'm just saying if we can compete in a series and have it close, I think that's a win. Yeah, and then yeah. we just kind of take the steps from there. Yeah. I would. I would love if it's a playing game. You've got to win it after last year getting blown got out. If it's a series, mm-hmm. I would. If you take it to seven, I know, but to me, like, God, if they can win one, I mean, they've got the yep. talent to, to escape and win a series. Yeah. Depending on the matchup, who they go against, but they've beaten everybody. You know, they've beaten well, and lost to everybody. So yeah, I mean, I think I've watched probably. I mean, I, I've really almost watched every game this year. But I mean, it, what kills me is when they when they go out and they're balling. I mean, they're like the number one scoring team in the league. Yeah. But when they go out and they're balling, they compete. But when they are off, they are bad. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, they are bad. like when they lose, when they're. I mean, they don't matter if they're losing the Magic. Yeah. Or you know, they're just, they just get when they're off, they're off. And I feel like that that could be a, a problem in the playoffs yeah. if you have that night, two nights of yeah. the series, and you're competing yeah. the rest. You know that that might might and, bite and you. I, ass. And I think I, I agree with you. And it's going to be key of who all can be healthy when and if they do get to the playoffs. As much as we pay Gordon Hayward and he has up and down nights, he's like that steady old man force of like, all right, just give me the yeah. rock and I can get you a couple easy yeah. buckets to to stop the slide, right? Yep. As we've seen when he's yeah. been hurt out these past couple games, they lit it up against the Pacers or whatever. But then, like you said, on Sunday it was a one o'clock tip because of the, the conference championship games. 
And they just—it looked like they were still hungover, going to you know uptown cabaret the night before. I don't know how you lose by twenty-five, being down by one with a minute left in the third. How is that? Yeah. And they lost to their second. It was all bit players. Yeah. That they lost to, and they just bit them up. Just bad defense. But it's just—I still would like a center. I know the trade deadline's coming up. Trade is like, like yeah. Is it Valentine? Is it after the Super Bowl? Ne- ne- next Thursday. Uh, okay, so Thursday. before the Super Bowl, then yeah, it's like yeah. So okay. I mean, I mean, I would love to. I th- I would like. You know, I don't know what you could, what you could ship out though. I mean, I'm not against. I want. I wouldn't mind PJ. Yeah, we can get something for PJ. Uh, I mean, you got to keep. Lamelo and Miles yeah. for sure. You need to re-sign Miles. He's going to ask for like twenty five million, but you got to pay him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if, what if you can get something for Gordon. Maybe, but it just depends. Yeah. So, book night, not against. Yeah. Honestly, you get the right piece. But again, yeah. like this is going to be the point where this season, you know, you take your stepping stones to, like I said, like I said, make the playoff and then compete in the series. But then you're also you're going to have to. Take that. We have so much draft. We've drafted so well. And we have so many players yeah. that are starting to compete for minutes. You're going to have to take that risk on some package. Yeah. That I don't know what that package is going to be to elevate you to the next step. Yeah. This is going to be interesting. And, and on what and I think they kind of started a little bit of that with trading that I don't know what one it was. They traded either this upcoming year. It's protected a little bit. For Kai Jones, the yeah, center, yep. they traded. Yep. I think it's. I think it's lottery protected at least this up year. So at least if somehow everybody got hurt and they couldn't lose the one pick, and it goes down, then it might not be lottery protected next year. But you're starting to see. Yeah, it's a good point that when you do draft well, you got to either like you. You know, you saw with the the Thunder, they chose Westbrook and then had to ship off Durant and ship off Harden. Yep. Now yep. they yeah. at least got to a championship. That's good problems to have when you have that many All Stars. You hope you can win a championship because. The windows don't stay open so far. You hope you actually can pull off the Milwaukee Bucks, you know, keep your star yep. there, get the pieces, make the trades. You don't always have the one picks, but you use those pieces to get Golden some veterans. State, San yeah. Antonio. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. So, yeah. And, 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 and picking those and having those later picks, hitting on those, the Jalen McDaniels looks like a pretty solid second yeah. round, second round pick, you know, the, the Martin. I'm glad they finally only have one Martin brother now. That means the team's yeah. getting better. Because we don't have, yeah. you know, we're not just keeping around family, so. Yeah. And, and to kind of add Andy. to that, to add to that, and you talked about how well the Hornets have drafted over the past couple of years. They've done a really good job. The only the only pick that I always had a concern was was P.J. Washington because I felt like this is just me. Him and Miles Bridges are the same player. Like, now don't get me wrong, Bridges may be a little bit more above the rim than P.J. Washington is, but P.J. steps out. He's not going to be somebody that's going to bang. He's the, they're the same height, 6'7", six, 6'8". Six, they're long, athletic. And I felt like you putting both of those guys on the floor, Bridges can play the three or the four, PJ can play the three or the four, but you can't. When you got Hayward out there, you got all that. Like, they can't coexist. Now, well, well, before, just, before this season, I would say, yeah, they're 1A one one and 1B, but then Miles just went, <laughs> way up there. He is, <laughs> he is taking them off. So, I mean, I, yeah, I see what you're saying on that. I mean, I, and, yeah. and I'm with you, Duval, and I think it's it's kind of – Cupcheck has said multiple times, and I at least applaud him for being honest and sticking to what he says. He drafts no matter position. He don't give a shit. He's taking the best player on his board. So, at the time, yeah. even though they're the same player, he's thinking, as what Nate's thinking, 
hey, I can if they both ball out, then I can use this as a chip to get something else. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. in basketball, like yeah. you said, you don't have the you don't have that Bengals Cinderella story very rarely because it's just it comes down to you're only playing what maybe nine guys and that's even a lot. It's usually what five to eight to seven. So yeah. Yeah. with that, you know, we'll see how he can use those chips. And I think it, at least like you said, when Book Night fell, we were sitting there with Jeeves watching it, and I was like. Well, I don't think they're going to reach for anybody. And everyone keeps saying, well, Book Knight should have went top five. And they he's sitting there at eight or nine or wherever we pick. And he's just like, dude, yep. screw it. Even though we don't necessarily need a point guard or a shooting guard, I'm going to take him because we'll figure out. If you're a good coach in basketball, you put your best players out there and let it like Rozier and LaMelo. It finally took Brego all of last, about halfway through the season to finally go, okay, let's put them both on the court. And just sometimes the coaches just got to get out of the way and let the players just play. Yeah. And, and that's the one thing about it is, is you got to figure out, okay, which is I think is kind of a, an effective too, just a matchup thing on defense. Yeah, Melo can guard a lot of players. Rozier can't necessarily <laughs> guard a whole lot of players. But if you're, but if you're able to, if you're playing a team like a Portland where they've got two smaller guards and still have success, okay, you've got one big guard and one small guard, so you can still have success. You can create certain matchups. Now, of course, the other team, is going to try to exploit that, but if they, they try to, you can say, okay, we might make up for it on the other end, or if we can get somebody on the bench that's playing really good defense can save us a little bit on that and help Rozier out or help on Melo or whoever the case might be, which is why, like I said, I get, I do wish we do have, did have a big man because it's tough to see Washington or Bridges guarding somebody 6'11", 7'10", <laughs> or 6'10", and, and it's nothing really they can do, no matter, yeah, even if they can yeah. jump out of the gym. Yeah. So... Well, that's where I'm hoping, you know, one of these other younger big guys that we, you know, the Vernon Carries, the Kai Jones. I mean, mm-hmm. Kai Jones still only 19, so he's definitely got to get in the weight room, put a little muscle on, and work on his game. But he can jump out the gym, and I'm just waiting yep. for the, the Lamelo lob passes because if you got a center that can catch and run, it yeah. can be. I mean, hopefully it's not like Lob City was in the Clippers where they couldn't advance past round two or three or whatever it was. But I, at least we feel like we're in a positive direction. And you've got your all-star, and that's what you need in the NBA. You need at least one all-star. And people seem to, I mean, why wouldn't you want to play with LaMelo? He doesn't want to always take the shots. He'll get you open, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So that Thank should you. hopefully draw some maybe free agents or trade-wise where they would want to stay, you know, and, and, and hang out with Charlotte. He seems to like it here. It doesn't seem like he wants. I mean, he said, you know, this is he wants to stay. Yeah. So, yeah. And I guess as long as management doesn't I'll fuck it up. Editing, I yep. think he'll stay. And I think that we can draw some people in as long as we're competitive and hopefully make the playoffs. Then hopefully draw some free agents yeah. and trade the line stuff. And I think Giannis and the Bucks winning was huge just for – seeing, like, now Giannis is is a god in Milwaukee, right? Like, he's going to have yeah. a statue. He brought him a championship. If if LaMelo can bring a championship to Charlotte, he'll have a statue. He'll have streets named after him. He'll have a key to the city. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. like, like, he's up there to be able to pass Cam Newton as the best if he can win MVP. I mean, Cam right now, to me, and Julius Peppers, I mean, I know Steve Smith is up there too, but, like, pure – like, Having an NFL MVP, we never had anything close to that. I mean, so right. that's tough to yeah. get. But LaMelo has that chance to be better than that in a, yeah. in a long run and potentially get that. Yeah. I mean, if you can get a championship in Charlotte, I mean, it's – Oh, that's it. Yeah. For sure. And I think no that question. really and, helped with the Bucks thing. 
and, and to kind of add to that, I think that's probably something that kind of drives him as a competitor because, like, okay, this is a this is a I'm coming to a city that is a smaller market, still gives me the city feel. It might not be L.A., it might not be New York, it might not be D.C. or somewhere like that, or Brooklyn, but it still is a big city, gives me a good feel, and if I can make my mark here, I've already he's already made his mark in L.A. because I mean he's from there. Yeah. And, you know, made all that noise there. It's like, okay, if I can do this and bring so much to a city that he knows that we lost so much with the Panthers and with Cam. So he's doing everything he can to try and turn the page, and he knows how much Kimball brought to the city. So it's like, okay, here's my turn to not only do what they did, but just double it. I mean, I could get multiple MVPs. I could get try to get multiple titles, at least one here. You know, bring so much here. I mean, I, 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 I'm I glad we got him. Um, and, I mean, he seems to really – he does seem to like it here. And I think, you know, I mean, his shoes are taking off now. And, you know, I, I think he's really embracing it. And I'm looking forward to seeing what he does. Yeah. I mean, and he just loves to play basketball. Like, I feel like mm-hmm. he would play in the G League if that's where his skill level was. Like, he would just be playing bat. Like, that's just what he wants to do all the yeah. time. So, it's like – Besides be with the, you know, gluck gluck champion that helped him finish that wrist injury he had last year. He just other than that, he's got his women, he's got his side pieces, and he just wants to hoop. So other than that, I mean, you can't really it doesn't seem like like you said, he's been famous since what? He was like twelve. So Yeah. Yeah, yeah so he does have a little bit of in there. That's a good point. On yeah. That. I'm bring that up. And he even talks about how he, when he went and played that Australian basketball league when he was like fifteen, sixteen or seventeen before he could get into the league. Because he didn't go to college, he was talking about how mature. You know, I mean, he was playing with like grown ass thirty three year old men fighting for their families and getting elbowed and knocked down. And he like he was still and everyone had nobody had anything negative to say. He showed up to work and played. And when you're eighteen playing in Australia against grown men and no one's really talking negative about you, I mean that to me just shows the character and how much he just wants to play basketball. Yeah, right. So. Absolutely. All right. Anybody? Uh, Anybody before we dive into the notebook? Mm-mm. I'm good. All right. Yeah, oh, uh, oh. I, well, I guess we can wait till next week to make a Super Bowl pick. Oh yeah, I was, I, oh yeah. Let's go ahead. We'll do since Nate's on. We'll do a, a pre week one in case anybody gets arrested for prostitution or anything, <laughs> a la Eugene Robinson <laughs> or something, and gets knocked out. You know. But yeah, we'll go ahead and, and make picks too before we get in the notebook. Go ahead, Nate. I'm gonna go. Uh... I mean, I hope Joe Burrow pulls it out, but I'm I'm gonna go uh, Rams twenty eight, Bengals seventeen. I'll say this before I make my pick. I have gone over in the pick'em since <laughs> two weeks the conference championships or whatever. It's not Super Wild Card Weekend. I think I missed two. I've gone over since the wild card weekend. I haven't made a right pick. I've, I've missed every single one. So you don't want me picking your team. But I just, as I said earlier, the Rams have got a number one and number two receiver that both of them could just be solid number ones on any team. Stafford is finally overcoming his demons of Detroit and playing ball. But he does still throw up those random INT balls that the Niners should have picked off. I mean, there was just there's moments where he, you you go, what are you doing? But he, they were over over to overcome it. They got Darnold. They got Von Miller, who looks like he's 28 again. Yeah. I, I mean, 
I have to say, I'll say Rams 34, Bengals 20, but now I may have cursed it. And, it, and again, if the Bengals win, it'd be off the chain just because somebody, like win, somebody, somebody different, you know, Burrow proving that, hey, it doesn't take seven years to turn a franchise mm-hmm. around, uh, Matt Rule. It can take two years to do yeah, it if you yep. get the right pieces. So, you know, and everyone, we were all surprised when they took Jamar Chase at four. Instead of Penny Sewell for an office alignment, and damn if it paid off, because usually it doesn't when you take a wide receiver that high. And <laughs> yeah, I, he balled out. They, he balled out, and I thought for sure they should have yeah. taken an O-lineman, but again, that goes back to our other point earlier. O-lineman seems like the safe pick, but if you got a guy that can ball, don't overpass him, and and you know let him and go, yeah. well, we should have. So, But I'll go Rams yeah. right now on February 1st. Yeah, so – so I'll go next. So so this is tough. So I, I don't have a dog in the fight. So it doesn't, doesn't really make me a difference. Um, then, so what I did, I was like, okay, so let me go off a jersey. Like, but <laughs> they both have really good fucking jerseys. So it's like, okay, I love the Rams jerseys coming up. And I love the Bengals jerseys. So then I took it. Now, mind you, man, I, I thought about this all week. I was like, all right, I'm going to take it back to when I was like a kid playing Madden. So I played with the Rams just because I love Mike Mart's offense. Greatest show on turf. Bengals. Yes, exactly, and I and I like the Bengals just because I love their their jersey. I love the, the helmet, but I think the Rams just have too much. They got a lot of veteran leadership, and I know you don't necessarily have to have the veteran leadership to win titles or anything like that, but you got to have some. And I think with Stafford, maybe you know he hasn't been there. Um, you've got multiple guys that are, that were on that team when they went to the Super Bowl a couple years ago. Then you still got Von Miller that's definitely been there, um, and a couple of other guys too. So and, and they've got so much. Their defense is is pretty stout, um, and it's going to be tough. I, I think I, as, as much as you said, you said Stafford does throw those moon balls, but he definitely is not going to do what Tannehill did <laughs> because they shouldn't have. You know, I, I don't think that. And if the Rams get, I think if the Rams get five, six plus sacks, it's a wrap. Yeah. And, so, and it, it, what I also think is interesting here is both these teams made to the Super Bowl building teams totally different. The Rams have said, fuck draft picks. We trade everything for proven commodities, and usually that doesn't work. Now, again, it got into two Super Bowls. Will they finish it off here and win one? And then it won't matter that you've traded. You don't have a first-round pick till 2024, which is still mind-boggling in this day and yeah. age. Like, they yeah. don't. But then you got the Bengals, who literally just drafted a number one overall quarterback and a number four overall receiver and added pieces. You know, they do have an offensive tackle that was a first-round pick from a couple years ago. And, you know, they've hit on their draft picks and they've hit on some free agents and all that stuff. So two totally different styles of building a team. There's no – it doesn't seem like there is one single way besides you better have a quarterback. You know what I mean? Other than that, you got to have a quarterback to win in this league. But – yeah, I especially mean, nowadays. I mean, what, when is the last like shitty quarterback? Jerry Goff made it to the Super Bowl but lost. Jerry Goff. That'd probably okay. be the last shitty Garoppolo. Well, to to win it though. To win uh, it, Trent Dilfer. But Brad Johnson after that for the Brad, Bucks. Yeah, Brad Johnson. Yeah. I mean, that was the That's last true. like game manager type quarterback. I mean, other than that, it's been Tom Brady, Russell Wilson, Peyton Manning. Uh, Drew Brees, yeah. Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. And I saw this is the first Super Bowl in I think 15 or 20 years 
That was kind of, that, yeah. there's, there's no Roethlisberger, there's no Brady, there's no, no Manning, and there's no there 49ers. Yeah. Yeah. And no Aaron Rodgers, yeah. yeah. So it's just – That's wild. It is pretty wild. So, I, yeah, I don't – Yeah. All right, This is such a weird seed. I mean, this – the Bing, what seeds are they? Bengals were four and Rams were – Four, I think, too. Four. So they were four. four. I mean, when does that happen? Ever. Right. Well, you know what's funny, too, is remember how everyone that week 18 and even the first round of the playoffs, everyone was bitching? Because, like, there were a couple blowouts. Those seven – what, the seven seed against the two seed or whatever? Oh, yeah. yeah. But then all of a sudden – it was some of the best playoff football we've seen in fucking years. I mean, yeah. but uh, the last, what, four, six games all came down to kickers, all away teams winning. Like, yeah. It, it, yeah, that was besides the Rams winning at home this past weekend, it was all like away. And the Chiefs had won the week before, but it was all yeah. away. Uh, well, the Chiefs had to go to Buffalo win, right? So, I mean, it yeah. was. It really was. Everyone was bitching. Oh, yeah. 18 weeks. It sucks. Oh, these seven and two games suck. And they did. But it almost weeded out the crop and made those better games on the back yeah, end. That's true. That's true. That's so, true. And, and I'll tell you this. Like, now that I, that you get to this and I'll let you go, Jeeps. Um, but the Rams have made it to the Super Bowl in two totally different fashions, too. Because you got to remember, they went the first, well, a few years ago, on a bunch of guys on rookie deals. Yeah. And they were just paying a shit ton of like veterans and they got there. This time they don't have a lot of rookies. They got a bunch <laughs> of veterans that they paid a shit ton to. Yeah. And like they went all in and they just hit on a couple of draft picks and they just got them throwing them to the fire. So it's kind of wild how McVay and, and they've kind of just been able to change with the time and they're like, okay, we, we were able we had this window when we were close. We had these young guys. And now this shit ain't gonna work. We had to get rid of uh, Gurley, got rid of the quarterback. We had to revamp all this, and now yeah, yeah. they're still in a great spot. So, yeah. Now if they if they lose though, yes, fucked for a while. Up, but yes, they, yes, they're yes. That's and that's the, and that was the whole. They have swung for the fences, and if if they get yeah. a Super Bowl win out of it, it can cover up all as winning. Winning covers up all your stains and everything that's bad. So if they yep. win, but yes, if they lose, it's going to be like, oh, we again, they don't have a first-round pick as of now until 2024. That's insane, and they haven't had <laughs> one. I mean, that's crazy. And they've only yeah. picked like a fourth and a seventh rounder or whatever it is because they've traded for the Von Millers. They've traded for, you know, and they got, they, got, they got OBJ for dirt cheap. So it is. It's wild how it's all worked. Yeah. I'm gonna go the opposite of all three of you. I'm going with the Bengals. Okay. Um, I think they're gonna ride the ride this train that they're on right now to the Super Bowl with uh, Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. They've got something, and they got something in between them two that I don't think anybody's gonna be able to break. <laughs> now so, I will. I will say y'all have all been around Jeeves a lot, and we used to kill Jeeves for his team rooting. I hadn't seen Jeeves root for a team so hard on, until this past Sunday when the Bengals was making a comeback. You would have thought Jeeves was a diehard, lifelong Bengals fan on Sunday at the house. He was cheering. Yeah, hell yeah, like, Bengals, hell yeah. Underdog. Yeah, I was like, damn, Jeeves, okay, okay. So, I just like underdogs. Okay, I, I need you to bring that enthusiasm to the video in two weeks. So, yeah. win or lose, but that'll be – I mean, you did have some good reactions in the Niners-Chiefs one a couple years ago, so – yeah, G, yeah. that was, was fantastic. Be Bengals, I go 20, 28 14. 
All right. We'll mark it Ooh. down. If it hits, if it hits. Wow. Bengals blowout, huh? Yeah. G- oh, I, oh I, I need to get my score. So, Rams, I'm going to say Rams 26, Bengals 18. Now, now Jeeves also is down a hundo during these playoffs, too. I am not. <laughs> you are down a hundred bucks. No, I am not. I've paid my dues. No, I mean you are, but you no, 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 no. I'm saying you're. That's da- why you're down a hundo. That's, you're down a hundo because you lost a hundred dollars. Yes, you paid cheeks, but you're down. Oh, 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 oh! I thought you were saying I would still have to pay him. No, no. I'm game. just saying you were, you were down. You're down a hundred already. So yeah, yeah. Jeeves gave cheeks the field of NFC teams, and Jeeves took the Packers. Wow. He, he fell in love at Saez with his girlfriend, and he just had to d- jump in. I, mean, I don't think that was a bad bet. I mean, you didn't know. I mean, Aaron Rodgers, you can't never go wrong with Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. You know? You didn't. You get some odds. You got two to one odds or something. Three to one. No, he, he, just, no he just took it straight up. Right. He took it straight up. He said, I'll take the Packers all the way. And Cheeks got the yeah. other, the whole NFC playoff field so now i could have said packers you know i went 100 if not i gave you 50 or something i could i mean i could get in on that yeah but. well you know jeeves drunk at saiz now you got to catch him you yeah know? <laughs> as long as you don't puke on me i'll be all right <laughs> all right so we'll get to the uh warehouse distillery wine on the bridge notebook there we go got the horn going while nate picks we'll do a quick little housekeeping Pick them top ten. We've got Eddie Hutto first, Jeff Huck second, Alice Cadet third, Stevie Mooney fourth, Duvall sitting at fifth, quarter six, Caleb Smith seventh, Chris Garcia eighth, all favorites is ninth, and Caleb Davis is tenth. I think I'm sitting at fifteenth. There's only one point left on the board for the Super Bowl. So I think Eddie Hutto's wrapped it up for this season. So yeah. Good season. And then we've got Survivors comes back March 9th, so we'll do our fantasy game for that again. And then, of course, the March Madness brackets whenever that fires up again. So, All right, Nate, you got a question? Yeah, it's kind of a, it's a random one, but I'm, I'm interested on what y'all say to this. Is right. a, how, how many days do you wear a pair of pants in a week? Who put that in there? Is there a name next to it or is it anonymous? It says anonymous. All right. How many? Like, so me, okay. me, I'm curious because so if I put on because I pretty much wear either a pair of dre- black dress pants or khakis all week. Okay. And if I wear a pair of black pants, I mean I probably wear them Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, hell maybe Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> I'm curious if that's normal for y'all, for guys. <laughs> Duvall looking like he he, he lost over there. <laughs> no, 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 you, have, you wear the, the same next. pair all week. Possibly, yeah, maybe. Yeah. I, so I'll go next. Uh, <laughs> my my company gives me a a pair of pants for every day of the week. Okay, so, so take a load of pants. So so take yeah, out. They give, me, they give me six pairs of pants and six shirts. Okay, so take out the fat Jeeves that so you take com- out. Take out the t- take out company. I wear them twice, twice maybe three times, depending on what I do. Like in like in the like say if I was wearing blue jeans at Jake's. And all we did was sit and like watch football or whatever. And on Sunday, and I would go yeah. out Monday or whatever. And I probably wear those same pants because yeah. I just sat around and watched football. I didn't do nothing 
strenuous or any kind of sweating in the blue jeans, but normally it's two, maybe three times in blue jeans. Yeah, because your your job, you're you're doing more sweating, picking up, so your pair of pants is getting dirty. So yeah, yeah, they get dirty. You're, yeah. yeah, so you're rotating, but yeah, yeah. for me, outside I'll, of work, it's two three days. Yeah, so I I mean. I, I wear jeans when I go now. We go. In, we don't go in the office as much anymore because it's we rotate with all the stuff going around, all that good stuff. But back in the day, going in the office five five days a week. I mean, I'd wear a pair. Of, I mean, I'm only going in, you know, eight hours a day. We're sitting down. I'm not sweating. I'm not doing anything strenuous. I mean, you could go probably a cycle of two weeks. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like if right, I, I so don't, I'm, I'm normal, Dan. Yeah, I don't, I don't. Like I said, I don't wear jeans for comfort anyway. Like I haven't. Hold on, hold on. Look at Duvall's face. Duvall's <laughs> like, hell, man. I got to change them out. Listen, I got, I got two, like two or three pair of good jeans. I mean, as long as a kid don't poop on me, throw up on me, as long as I don't spill something on me, and they don't have a stench coming off of them, I mean. I'll let them rock for a good little bit, no problem. Now, if I go now, depend now that's just for going to work. Now, if I go out and we hit a Saeed's, and once you go out and you're around, well, absolutely. That's, yeah, that's different. Different. That's different. Yeah. You start stinking, yes. you know, whatever. You go out, going to the office. You come home, you put yeah. your gym shorts on. Yes. You wake up the next morning, you're like, shit, right there. Yeah. Yeah. Throw, throw a different. I mean, you always change the shirt. You don't ever. Wear the same. No, 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 no. We rotate. Yeah, we throw the shirts right into the dirty clothes. All right, Duval, where are you at? Okay, I. I'm be honest with you. I don't wear the same ones throughout the week. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So, so like, so, and I'm thinking about myself. This is pre-pandemic. Like, of course, I was wearing shirt, tie, slacks every day, Monday through Friday. Sometimes Friday was a casual day, so I throw some jeans on with a button up. But I Monday through Thursday, like I have multiple pairs of similar colors. So I've got like two pair of blue slacks, two pair of, two or three pair of black slacks, two or three pair of gray slacks, two or three pair of like dark gray slacks, couple pair of khaki pants. So like I'll do that. Um so yeah, I I'm sorry, I can't. No, wait, but wait. But wait, do you, after you wear that pair of slacks, I know you got three pair of grays. You wear that one pair of grays. Do you immediately put them in the dirty clothes hamper to wash? Or do you hang hang them up for next time? I hang 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 them up for next time. And I only let them go. I only wear them twice and I take them to the cleaners. Okay. Okay. So you still wear them. Okay. Yeah. So I'll re wear them. I just won't re wear them the same week. So So, like, say I wear one pair this week. Next week I'll wear another pair, and then I might switch and wear the other pair the following week. But after that, they all go into the cleaning. Okay. So I guess you could say I, I I wear them twice, twice, and then they're going to the cleaning. Okay, that's that seems to be yeah. That seems to be about the norm. I mean, because to me it would just be crazy if you put on a pair of blue jeans or slacks, went to work, and you're not doing Jeep style work, and you threw them in the dirty yeah. clothes hamper every time. I mean, that's just doing laundry way more. Going laundry. to the cleaners. Way more than I need yeah, to. Yeah, way too much. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because see, I only go to the cleaners like, well, it just de- depending on like the load, maybe once every three weeks. Well, I was going like once every three weeks, and that was just to put my shirts, ties, and slacks, not ties, shirts and slacks in there, when I would be swapping them out. But that would be it. Now, yeah. if there was a time where like I, I missed a week, and like that was the case, then I might go a third time. But nah, 
and I don't ever remember that. <laughs> definitely, definitely ain't wearing a Monday through Thursday. Oh no! <laughs> hey man, I'll go. I'll go a solid, a solid week with the same pair of jeans, man. Just, yeah. just keep them rocking. I'm sitting in a cube, sitting in my office. It ain't too many things that can yeah. get me too dirty. So, well, that was a pretty good notebook question. I didn't expect that. Oh, yeah, that's pretty solid. That's pretty solid. <laughs> All right, was anybody got any final thoughts before we head out? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good too, man. Good to see y'all. All right. Absolutely. Well, Nate, stay around real quick after so I can take a screen grab for the socials. All right. But, uh, Jeeves, it's been a while since you were, you know, we were doing so many earlier podcasts because yep. we were able to. So good to have you back here for a week. Glad to be back. So, uh, how do we uh, end the podcast, Jeeves? Peace. <laughs> <laughs> what a wonderful.